Welcome back to another great episode of Best Hour of Their Day. We hope you have had an amazing week. The feedback we have gotten from our interviews with Steve and Joe has been amazing. We appreciate all the feedback and the comments we got about yesterday's episode, I Hate My Box, have been through the roof. So if you have thoughts about it, if you have questions, if you want to give us anything about that, we want to hear from you. Slide into our DMs at best hour of their day or email us best hour of their day at gmail.com. And another great interview coming your way right now, my man, my friend, Rob Group. I met Rob a couple years ago. He's the owner of Twice Bit and CrossFit. And we're going to talk all about box ownership, but his story is amazing. I've interviewed him on another podcast, the Own Your Eating Podcast, and we really dove into his backstory. I'll give you the brief overview. He went to prison for selling drugs, for being on drugs, all that kind of stuff, but he's completely turned his life around. He's made a complete 180 while in prison, and we talk about it on the previous episode, and he's been on some other great podcasts, so certainly search his name, but we dive into all of that in some other episodes, and in this episode specifically, we talk more about where he is now, owning a box. He is one of the most resilient people, but also organized and driven and hardworking. He got me into my morning routine, into my meditation, my reading routine. He hooked me up with Tony Robbins tickets and I went to the UPW. Really life-altering, life-changing stuff that I credit him to. I've told him numerous times selfishly when, I, when I've been to his box, twice bitten CrossFit, while I'm there to help him, his coaches, his staff develop, I always leave feeling like I've improved myself. That's the kind of guy Rob is. And I really think you're going to listen to this episode and you're going to fall for the dude. He's going to really break the stereotypes, break the molds. He's this monster of a man, but he's also a teddy bear and awesome, awesome dude. And I'm super proud and humbled to call him my friend. So if you're ever in Oklahoma, certainly check out the box. But in the meantime, listen to this episode, then go back in your Apple podcast or whatever app you use and search Rob's name because he's been on quite a few podcasts talking about, you know, what his earlier life was like, you know, his time in prison and how he decided and what he did to make that change. So if you're feeling like, hey, I'm struggling to make a change, this dude was locked up and completely turned his life around. And if he can do it, you can do it. And that's exactly the type of thing he would tell you. And hopefully this will motivate you to make that change. So here we go. My episode with my friend, Rob Group. All right, I'm here with my friend, Rob Group. Rob, we met a few, almost a year ago at this point, and I flew out to your box, twice bit in CrossFit. It was amazing to meet you, to meet Trammy, to meet your community, to meet your coaches, and even cooler to listen to you and your story. So we're definitely going to talk about that, but first, welcome. Thanks for having me on the show, Jason. It's good to talk to you again. Yeah, I love talking to Rob because he's one of the, you are one of the most motivating people, inspiring people I've ever met. And I go to see you and I leave more motivated than ever. So thank awesome. you. Thank you for that. Absolutely, man. So, you know, you've been featured on at least a dozen podcasts at this point. You know, I've I've had you on our other podcasts, the Own Your Eating podcast. So if you haven't heard that, definitely check it out. But Rob's story is really fascinating. And and let's give the listeners a little bit of that. But, you know, you, you've done that enough times now that I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on the amazing things that you have going on at your box so other box owners can listen, can learn, and and be as successful as you. Because you guys are in Oklahoma. Yes, and Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, which is a city, I suppose. I mean, it's a big city, but at the same time, it's like, Oklahoma, and, and you have a, a super successful, like, you know, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh, what's a successful box? Like, Robin and Trammy are crushing it, like crushing it. So it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how many affiliates are nearby. If you 
I mean, what do you think? You tell me, Rob, what, what is it that has made you so successful in the, in the CrossFit affiliate space? I believe that it is continuing to be fluid in, in what's going on. Like there's things are always adapting and changing and you cannot be set on any one way of doing things. You have to be willing to adapt and adapt fast. So what are some ways in which you've adapted? Meeting, trying to meet people where they're at and just meeting people's needs, you know, whatever, however that needs to to form and shape to get people where they're trying to go. So really connecting with people and <clears throat> doing whatever is necessary to make that happen. Okay, so let's let let's um let's give the quick backstory. It's gonna be brief. Rob spent exactly how long in prison? Seven years, six months, and eighteen days. Are you tired of talking about this? No, I mean, it's a part, I mean, for, for many years, it was something that I was fearful to talk about. Um, and I had a lot of anxiety. It wasn't something that I hid from people, but it also just wasn't something that I openly talked about. And so the more I talk about it, the more um, it has given me freedom of anxiety and the more it's allowed other people to talk to me on a level that they wouldn't normally have done so uh, by, by there being that openness and transparency on my end first. What's been the coolest connection you've made because of that? You know, whether, you know, if you were telling somebody about it after a member or someone in your community and they didn't know that about you, or, you know, you post about it quite a bit on your social media what was the coolest reaction somebody has given you? Oh, man, there are too many to count. I've had so many people just come up to me and tell me about some battles that they face in their life, whether it was with addiction or some situation that they just really felt like they were alone and no one could understand. And then they felt, because I shared that, that they could come and share that with me and I could tell, you know, that, that it was something that was weighing heavy on them and, and something they just felt like they couldn't talk to anybody else about it. So some of the conversations that I've just had from people out of nowhere like that has just blown me away. So it's, that's been really cool. You know, you, you get out of prison and you, you know, again, we've talked about it. Go listen to the Own Your Eating episode. But it would have been easy for you to open your box and kind of push this away, like, people wouldn't have hopped online and searched your name and drugs or, you know, whatever it would have taken. What was your reason for sharing it? The reason was uh, the anxiety that I felt about it. I thought, okay, there, there was a point that I reached that it was like, I, I had to really overcome a lot of limiting beliefs because the voice inside my head was like, okay, who are, who are you to help people out? You know, you're a convicted felon. You know, you've made mistakes. How are you going to help people? You know, and that voice would, would, would eat at me. And then, you know, it was a, a powerful video that I watched that was like, hey, man, you know, there's people out there crying themselves to sleep at night because they don't know about the information that you have that you could help them with. And you're so worried about you and what people are going to think about you that you're keeping it to yourself. So that really hit me like, oh, man, I can't, I can't be like that. And then I just knew it was a limiting factor, um, you know, me, me worrying about, well, what if somebody finds out, you know, as, as, as the business grows and I haven't said anything, what if somebody else is like, oh, you know, that guy's actually been in prison. And then they come at the story from that angle. So it was just anxiety about it. And so one of my mentors was like, I told them, you know, how I was feeling. He's like, okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to, um, you're going to, get a group together. You're going to tell some of your clients and then you're going to put out an email and you're going to tell your email list. And then you're going to put a video on Facebook and you're going to tell everybody on Facebook. And then guess what? You won't have to worry about it anymore. Who was that? That was a uh, Bedros. Bedros Koulian. Yeah. I mean, as we listen to this episode, I hope one thing you take from Rob is 
he's constantly seeking out smarter people than him. And it's getting more challenging because you're getting too smart. Oh man, there's always somebody to learn from, always. So what was the reaction? You set these people down. I don't think you and I have ever discussed this. I didn't realize that. What was the reaction from your members? Um, one of, of understanding, one of openness. I'm sure I got uh, a little emotional when I talked about it. And, uh, you know, that was one of the first times that somebody afterwards, you know, came up to me and was more open with me and, and shared, you know, situations with me. So it's like each level of it happening, um, you know, I felt like it was just, it opened up the platform for more people to be helped. So it's been pretty cool. Something I actually blame you for is making me more emotional. Cause when you and I, <laughs> when you and I recorded our podcast last time, probably about four or five times, you, you didn't ever break down, but there were, and I was giving a podcast or interviewing somebody and I was like, wow, this is what Rob felt like. And even right now I'm getting it a little bit. You said it was 40, right? At, at around 40, you got more emotional. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. I think it's, you know, when you start to connect and you're doing things that are connected to your deep reason of why, you know, why you want to make a difference, why you want to make an impact, your why should be emotional. If it's not, it's not going to drive you to continue meeting the resistance that you're inevitably going to face. If you're a business owner, if you're running a box, you are going to face resistance, period. And you have to have a powerful why to make it through those times that are tough. I use this question a lot and I learned it from you, but I want to, I want you to ask, you remember when I was at your box and you asked, I don't remember his name. He's like an Irish guy. And yeah. what, what's the question that you asked him? What would somebody have to pay you to undo the progress that you've made up to this point and unlearn all the things that you've learned since you started coming here? So, so Rob asks his member this question and he basically just tears up his member. And he, you know, he's like, nothing, it's invaluable. And, I, and I've told other people the same thing. I've told them that specific story and I've said, you know, when you're unsure how valuable you are and your own worth, you ask somebody that and it becomes very apparent to you the impact you have on other people's lives. So what does it feel like for you now, having gone through everything you have to be this, you I mean, you are this nucleus of, of hope and of, you know, inspiration to so many people. To me, Jason, uh, I struggle still with, I think what a lot of people do is trying to steer the focus away from what you don't have and what you can't do. Because as like humans, that is hardwired into our brain. So it's like, no matter where I'm at, I'm always like, okay, like, how do I get better? You know? What do I need to do to improve? And so it's, it's tough as much as I tell people that you need to, you know, recognize yourself for the progress you have made. I'm still always seeking to get better and probably don't give myself enough credit for the things that I do. But that's just, yeah. <laughs> but I want to, I want to ask you about this because, you know, this is a lot of box owners, a lot of coaches that listen to this show how have you found the ability to grow a business and grow yourself? You have to take control of, in my opinion, you have to take control of your mornings. You have to take control of some time for yourself that you can always be putting positive, powerful information into your mind. Because so much of this is psychological. No matter how good you do, the, the better you do and the bigger you get, there is going to be a percentage of people that they just don't like you. They don't like you. They have hurtful things to say about you. And I don't care, you know, who you are. It's tough to not let something like that bother you, you know, especially when you feel like you're really pouring your heart and your soul into what you do 
and to have somebody say something hurtful, you know? So it's, it's really easy to get sucked into the trap of, you know what? They said that everybody must think that. So therefore, you know, I'm not good enough and, uh, you know, no one likes me. So really taking control to make sure you're reframing and, and going into each day, repeating to yourself, like, I am like, I'm a badass, you know, I'm here, I'm going to freaking help people. I'm going to kick some ass and uh, nothing's going to stop me, you know? So I, I want to dive into that morning routine, but before we do that, have you had that experience? Have you had haters? Absolutely. And I'm not talking about, you know, getting arrested or in prison dealing with that, but I mean like outside there since you've opened an affiliate. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. What does that look like? It's uh, you know, it comes in the more people that you work with, the bigger you get, the more opportunities there are for things to fall through the cracks. And if something falls through the cracks, because like I'm not perfect, you know, and it's happened uh, and you get feedback from that, you know, somebody's hurt. Let's say, you know, somebody came in one day and it just so happened that nobody paid attention to that person. They came in and their perception of what was going on is this, like people don't know what they're doing. No one paid any attention to me. They don't care. And, and that was their reality. In the moment, that's what happened. That's what the reality was. So, you know, they make a post about it. These people don't care. They suck, you know, something like that. And, and it hurts. So absolutely, you know, and I, that is just a part of doing business that you're not going to make everybody happy. And so like, just know that. <laughs> How do you handle it? To just align try to think about, I first try to think about meeting that person where they're at. Okay. Like you have to take the feedback, but thinking about, okay, where was that person at? You know, did that person just have like all kinds of things just go wrong in their day, you know, and then they came in and that happened. And that was just the one thing they decided to use as the outlet to just let all of that out, you know, to really try to look at it from, from that spot, because when somebody's taking so much energy to focus on saying something negative about you, like, I mean, that's energy spent in, in that way when like, why would you want to spend your energy that way? You know, why not focus it on something more empowering? So I, I try to meet, try to think about, okay, what could have been the experience that led somebody to feel that way and how can we get better to, to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Um, but also that, you know, people have things that happen outside of their lives. And this, you know, you could be the one thing that uh, makes the difference either in a really positive way or uh, if things fall through the cracks uh, in, in a way that they perceive as negative in that moment. Does your past experience of like truly negative things happening make it easier to look at like somebody complaining on Facebook about your box easier? Uh, I mean, I still, you still feel it. If you're human, you know, then you're going to feel those, those feelings, but having contrast definitely helps because when, when everything can be taken back to, you know, me in my prison cell, looking at the wall, the ceiling, and just praying for opportunities to have problems like this like praying for that. Oh my God, if I could just have those kind of problems, oh, if I could just be living paycheck to paycheck, oh man, that'd be awesome. You know, so anytime I, I, I'm feeling sorry for myself in the moment, I can just take myself back there, reframe it. And I'm like, man, no matter what, uh, you know, I'm going to grow from it. I'm going to get better. This is going to be a lesson. Uh, it's resistance that I'm facing that I'm going to overcome and, and be better for it on the other side. So a lot of your learning has come from people like Tony Robbins, Craig Ballantyne, Bedros, like you said, and a big aspect of that that I know about you is your morning routine. Can you talk us through that? Yeah, so <clears throat> it's adapted a little bit because of some changes and, and focus back in the business have got me working a little bit more right now, but I'm still up by about 4.35 and I start my day off 
by doing a journal entry about just like how I'm feeling, thoughts that are going through my head, writing out some goals that I have for myself, and then doing some some reading. Okay, so I want to go into this in truly as much detail as possible. So member or so so listeners can really take advantage because you got me going on my morning routine. So okay. for those of you that see what I put up, I learned that from Rob. Now, you say you get up at 4.35, or is that an alarm, or is that natural? I use the Sleep Cycle app. So it usually will wake you up in a 30-minute window, but nine times out of 10, I wake up before the alarm goes off. So you wake up. Say you wake up normally, four, let's go 4.30. Yeah. Do you have any part of you that wants to stay in bed? Uh. Sometimes, but more often than not, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to get to, uh, to get into the day. All right. So you, so you get very first thing, I assume you run to the bathroom. Yep. Go to the bathroom, come back. First thing I'll do is I will record my sleep. Uh, and I have a spreadsheet. I record all my data. So I'll record my sleep. Then I'll go to the bathroom and then I'll weigh myself. I'll record my weight. And uh, then I go downstairs. I start some coffee. I let the dog out. And uh, I'll drink some water, take my morning vitamins, and then uh, bring the dog back in, have my first cup of coffee, go into my office. And then I'll do my journal entry. And then after that, uh, I will start reading. Okay, so let's take a step back. So okay. first of all, listen to Rob as he's saying how much data he takes down about himself. That's really how you optimize you know, your, your health and well-being. You say journal entry, and a lot of people are like, oh, you know, this big, strong dude's going, dear diary. What is, your, what is your journal entry? How can somebody that doesn't have a journaling practice start? The journaling like the first thing I do is just write anything that's on my mind. Sometimes, uh, you know, I'll just have like morning. I'll just have in there morning and it could be slept good last night. It could be something as simple as that, or it can be, you know, didn't sleep very well last night, had, had dreams about, uh, this or that, you know, it could be anything by you just having that consistency of the outlet there. Sometimes it might just be like, Hey, slept. Okay. But by you having that consistency, sometimes stuff might just pour out of you. I, I agree with that. There have been times I'm like tired. I, I, I start very similarly to you, like slept like garbage, slept great. And all of a sudden I'm like writing about these deep thoughts that I didn't expect to. Yeah. Is there any gratitude in there? Is there a specific gratitude practice? Yeah. So one of the things that has been really helpful to me because I'm a really like regimented person and I have, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I did it. All right. 23 minutes in. Made broke, Rob cry. Broke, the seal. broke the seal. Now I have a really amazing woman in my life. She's the best for those that don't know Trammy. Very, very amazing woman. And, uh, Uh, there was a period where I just wasn't showing her the amount of appreciation that she deserved. I, you know, I, I I'm a workaholic. Uh, I, I love it. And sometimes that has been, you know, at the expense of me, not, not letting the people that I really care about know that, that I really care about them. And so one of the things that I started doing was I put it in my morning routine that I write her a love note. So it's just part of it happens every day, does not miss a beat, but the power of me writing something out by hand of, hey, you know, you're the most beautiful woman in this world, and I can't believe I'm so lucky to have you in my life. You know, something like that programs you to be more mindful and aware of that. So it's really strengthened our relationship, strengthened our bond together. Because, you know, at first it was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to do this. But the more that I've done it, the more it goes into my mind and my thoughts and my consciousness throughout the day uh, that I'm making sure, you know, that she feels appreciated and trying to do better and better at it. And so it's it's really made a difference. Um, But yeah, I mean, so 
the power and consistency of your morning routine is just, it's huge. Okay, we're not done there, but you've just added one more thing to me now because I'm going to start doing that for Roz. Because, you know, a lot of what Rob speaks about is really the law of attraction, the secret, you know, all that stuff you see out there. And, and, I, and I've taken the Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within, thanks to Rob and Trammy. You know, Roz and I went in March. Life-changing. If you're listening to this, get over your feeling that it's fake. It's not fake. It's legit. Tony Robbins, I don't care what you think about the man, whatever's going on, I don't, you know, follow that nonsense. But the man knows his stuff, and I appreciate you guys sending us there. But, I mean, it's the law of attraction. You put out there that, you know, it's, it's, you're adding one more thing. And I think a lot of what you've done is because you've had this strong sense of belief in yourself. And going on, you write this note, then you get to the reading. And you're, you reading more is what really changed my life. My goal is to read 100 books this year. And, and we both listen to, to many of them. You know, I say read, but I listen a lot. So yeah. what, what does that look like for you? You know, Rob is funny because he's like me. If I'm in the car, I'm listening to something and I almost hate being in the car with other people now because I only want to listen to books. So what, is, what does that look like? You said, you know, after you do this practice, you read. What do you do? So as I'm reading, like one of the things that I've been doing now, I really love Brian Tracy. I mean, I... Eat Brian, that frog. Uh, yeah, eat that frog. He has hundreds, probably hundreds of books that are so powerful, so powerful with strategy, but he has so many amazing quotes that like, as I'm looking at these quotes, I'll post a lot of them. Uh, I do it for other people, but I also do it because I know I'm going to see those when they pop back around in my timeline. And a lot of times I'm posting them because I need to hear it. I need to see that. I need to ingrain that in me as much as I want other people to take that in themselves as well. Actually, that brings up a point. This is kind of off topic. Why do you have a second Facebook profile? So I now um, coach 25 other gym owners all over the world. And through that process, I had to create a profile just for that. Okay. I was like, man, did Rob defriend me? And then I realized you had another. <laughs> so anyway, um, all right. So you start reading. Do you, do you give yourself a time limit? Is it a number of pages? Is it reading or is it listening? Uh, now I've kind of timed it with uh, my bathroom usage. You were like, yeah, I mean, people are like, how do you read so much? I'm like, well, I sit on the toilet every morning for about 20 minutes. Yeah. 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 So I mark it there. I've had, I've been having to, to get down through there and learn some new skill sets lately. So I haven't read as much as I would like to if, if nothing else is going on, but definitely like the bathroom times I'm reading, I'm taking in the positive, powerful information to get my day started, to get my mind right. So if you, if you woke up at 4.30, what time is it now by the time you're done reading? Uh, it depends on there. Um, but I am basically done with my morning routine by about 7 a.m. Okay, you're talking two and a half hours. What else is happening? So after, I mean, depending on what I need to do, what needs to be done, um, I'm going through business intelligence numbers, uh, working on any projects, things like that. It's like that time in the morning, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm journaling, I'm putting positive, powerful, strategic information into my head, and then boom, when it's time to work, that's like the building time. That's the most creative, problem-solving thought time for me, peak operating time uh, of my mind that, that I can do solid work as well. Is, is there anything that you would tell people to maybe also consider for your morning routine? You know, So say it's 45 minutes by the time you wake up and you're kind of done reading, and then you're heading to, into your business practice. Is there anything else that you would recommend that you've done in the past or that you wish you would do for your morning routine? Because I really want people to, to be able to dive into this. You know, So for example, if, if I'm living my ideal morning routine, I'll meditate for about 10 minutes. I sit there quiet. Some days I use a guided practice. Some days I just sit in silence. Um, is there anything else you do? 
Um, I mean, just as far as the, like the getting your mind in the right place. part. Well, you know, a lot of people, they wake up and it's the first thing they do is check their phone. They start, you know, right. being reactive. So are you not doing that? Or are there other things you do that most people don't do? No. And I, and I think that's a really good point. I'm glad you said on that. I kind of just take it for granted, but do, do not look at your phone. Do not look at emails. Do not look at texts. Do not look at messages until you have your you time until you've done what you need to do to focus yourself and get your mind right for the day. Because once you do that, even if it's only starting out as like 15 minutes, you give yourself some momentum. You start your day off with a win versus if the first thing you see is an email or a message or something like that, that's not what you wanted to see. You become reactive and that sets the tone for your whole day. Your whole day, you're playing catch up, you're being reactive, and you're just not in a good headspace to start out with. And, and, and it just, those usually make for the days that, that are just not so good. Whenever, no matter what happens, if you've started out and you've got, you know, 15 minutes that you just feel good and you're like, yes, you know, and then you start your day, you're much better prepared to take on anything that comes at you. So, some other things that I know you do well are you train regularly. And you eat virtually the same food almost every day. Yeah. Is, is there a reason that you do both of those? So the, the food part has been, you know, that was a, a, a battle for me. You know, I've weighed over 300 pounds before. And I got to a point on my own where I ate pretty well. I mean, but there would also be times where I just could not control my eating. Like I would just, I would know like, okay, I'm, I don't need to be eating anymore. And then I would eat anyway. And it just made me so upset with myself that, you know, I was focused on trying to get to higher levels of like self mastery yet. I couldn't control that. You know, I felt out of control in that area. So when I was able to, uh, learn and be coached through that process and be able to take control of my eating to a much higher degree. It gave me a lot of certainty. Um, and it gave me structure and routine, which I crave. So I like now it's like an unconscious competence. I just enter my numbers and I just make everything fit in my macros. And that's just how I do it. Shout out to Kim's Magic Pops. Yes. You turned me on. Thanks. You turned me on to those. I order them on Amazon. I just got my latest batch in. All mm. right. So morning routine is done. Your business is booming, Twice Fit and CrossFit. What's, what are you guys doing to stay ahead of the curve? So, you know, I met you, like we said, almost a year ago. Your gym was, you know, people were getting pushed out the door because you have so many people coming in. You were working with Gym Launch. Alex and Layla really helped you guys grow that business. Now what? So one of the things that we really noticed was that whenever we would bring people in, have people do challenges, when there was that initial structure and templated meal plan, people did pretty well. And then after that period, it was like, I would see this happen again and again. People lose direction, motivation, and even if they were coming consistently, end up gaining a lot of the weight they had taken off the back. And it was because they weren't like the other 90% of their life that takes place when they're not at the gym was out of control, Right. There were influences that were guiding their decisions uh, to make choices that weren't aligned with the, the physical goals they had for themselves or the psychological goals they had for themselves. And the focus would be just on, okay, well, I can just work it off. You know, I'll just work out more. I'll work out more days a week, two a days. And that just puts people in a spiral that sets them up for failure. Right, that if you don't address the other things going on in your life, the nutrition, the mindset part of it, then it just won't be complete. Right? So 
really understanding that and being able to now offer a component that focuses more on the part that happens outside apart from just the fitness, getting the nutrition and mindset part right to have somebody set up for success to where if something happened, they got injured that their whole world wouldn't unravel because now they don't have the fitness piece that's keeping them in shape. So what does that look like? So it's been really, really cool. So it's basically a, a one-on-one kind of precision lifestyle coaching program. One of the things that I would see a lot was sometimes people would come in that were so deconditioned that they needed intro class for intro class and were just super intimidated by the group environment. So sometimes they would do it, but you could tell like they just had that thought and they're like, I don't want to be the person that everybody is looking at. I'm going to be holding everybody up. There are going to be things that I can't do. And, and I saw that a lot. And one of the, the most powerful ways that I saw it was, was uh, with my mom. You know, my mom is 68 years old and she's been coming to my uh, box for about a year and a half. And I could just see like in her eyes a couple months ago, um, like the fire starting to, to leave it. And I just, I, I couldn't let that happen. And so starting to focus on the things that happen outside of the gym, more specific guided nutrition that's, that's around people's psychological uh, makeup. So being able to meet those people, the severely deconditioned people where they're at and start getting them on the right path and making progress before they even start working out has been huge to get people where they're up to the point to where they're ready and more confident to do an intro class, to be in that group of people. So, yeah. So you're finding people, you know, so for box owners listening, this is really great. Are, are you having people actually join you online before they even walk into your affiliate? So they will come in to the affiliate, but join just as an online person initially. How, so what, what kind of cost is that for the member? So for a current member, um, it's an additional uh, service that they can opt into or for somebody um, coming in from, from off the street uh, just that hasn't had any experience or anything like that, um, they'd be looking at about 600 to $1,000. For how long? One-time fee? Yeah, one-time fee. And then from there, that's a, during this process, you're going to see that this really works. And if you like it, and you get the service that we say you're going to get, then you're going to want to do more of it and continue on the path. So A, you're getting money without anyone taking a valuable floor space at your box. But B, I think big picture is you're ultimately going to get them to join as a member. Right. You're getting to meet them where they're at and just helping them eat real food. You're helping them start to be aware of what they put in their body. You're helping them start to be aware of what their activity level is, even if it's just tracking their steps. And just by putting the focus on actually measuring those things, they're going to start making progress. That and a high level of accountability. Reaching out to them, hey, how's everything going? And then if, if, if you mess up, like, hey, let's, let's figure it out together. What led up to this? How can we do a little bit better next time? So to just have somebody in their corner that's just helping them with life. Where did this idea stem from? So this came from my work uh, specifically with uh, Dr. Trevor Kashi, him coaching me for about the last two years, and then uh, Alex as well. Uh, that really put this together. And uh, Joey Huber, who help organize everything on the back end as well. So it's really exciting um, 
to be able to help meet people where they're at to get them to the point where they're ready to start the physical part of their fitness journey. I think just opens up a huge opportunity to work with so many more people that really need the help. So if someone's listening, they're like, this is great. How do they find out about this? So they could direct message me for more. Um, well, not just how they, how boxes can learn more, but we'll certainly let them know. But in other words, where are these people coming from? Where are these online members? How are they finding out about this opportunity? There are a few different ways. One is just starting to reach out to people that you know who could benefit from it. Maybe somebody that has commented or liked on something social media wise that you just know, like, hey, this is a person that would really benefit from this process to just engage in conversation. And if we realize through that, like they need help in one of those two areas would help with nutrition, help with accountability, then we can then at that point uh, offer them the opportunity to learn more. Awesome. So this is a great opportunity for any box to basically grow their revenue, grow their membership and have a bigger impact on their, their local population. Now, what are some other things Twice Bit and CrossFit has done well to take you to the next level? What, to take me to the next level? No, to take your box. You guys, you know, you should, Twice Bit and CrossFit has, you know, at least two or 300 members. Your, your coaching staff is, is improving on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, your, your space is huge. You have a yoga area now. What do you attribute all this success to? It's not just your morning routine. What else is going on that you guys have been so... I want box owners to be able to leave this conversation and say, I can implement X, Y, and Z and help my box grow. I think to, to, keep, the, to keep the goal as front of mind as possible that people are seeking a change in themselves. They're coming there because there is something missing in their life. You know, and what is it, you know, and how can you on multiple levels meet that need? So the six human needs Tony Robbins talks about. Certainty, uncertainty. uh, uh, Okay, go on. Give me the, I know the rest of my city here, but you tell me the other ones. Love love and connection. Love and connection, right? Uh, Growth, contribution. All right. So if you're helping people meet all those needs and people crave structure, people crave guidance, people crave accountability. And so when you can offer those things on higher levels and continually seek out and find out how can I meet people's needs, where they're at, what do they need right now? What's the missing link and that's going on in their life right now? And how can I help fill that? The more you can keep that your focus, there can be additional value added things you can do for your clients to help get them where they want to be. But talk to me about what that looks like. You know, that's easier said than done. Sure. What does that look like to a box owner or a coach? Gotcha. So it could be a one-on-one training, could be semi-private training to give people, because when somebody comes in, maybe they're brand new and they see somebody that's seasoned that's just you know making everything look easy and they see this huge gap between where they're at and and then where that person is and think oh man uh i can never do that to help somebody just to offer like hey we have a more like one-on-one a more semi-private approach that's going to help you get to where you want to be a little bit faster you know that's a way that you could add value uh to your clients um for an additional additional cost that's going to be, you know, something that's going to take up more of the trainer's time and it's going to be adding a lot more value to that person, accelerating their progress in the process. So people will value that. And the same aspect goes with the online component as well to be able to add the service to have somebody as an online client and reach out to them three days a week to, Hey, how's everything going? You know, are you on track? And, uh, people 
so far, like people, since, since we started offering that people have jumped on it and really enjoyed having that extra accountability, having the extra attention. Um, and I, I really see that growing and a lot of value and benefit being added to, to clients with that. What has been a failure at twice fit and CrossFit that you learned from and ultimately made you more successful? Uh, so I experienced a lot of failures, you know, twice bitten CrossFit is twice bitten CrossFit because of two failed partnerships in the same space. So multiple failures there, but great learning lessons. Um, you know, it would be like having a trainer leave, taking a bunch of clients, you know, learning from that or, you know, having somebody come in, undercut your prices, uh, things like that, that are just a part of the process. It's just a part of how it works. But knowing at the end of the day that you, you reap what you sow, you know, so if somebody goes in there and that's their goal is they want to undercut you or they want to, uh, do something that is just like not a, uh, a good person move to do like ultimately like those things will, will work themselves out. So, let, 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 let's dive into that a little bit more just because people deal with this, whether it's a coach opening from within you, somebody that just comes in and wants to open a box down the road from you, someone, you know, dropping their prices because twice been CrossFit is this much. How, how have you, what's the best course of action to handle that? So to, constantly be ready to evolve you cannot like your business cannot be the same now that it was a year ago it cannot be the same in a year from now that it is right now because if you're not growing and getting better and constantly evolving you are dying and it's only a matter of time until that catches up with you because this is this running a business is like being a gladiator you know, you are going into battle. If you choose to run a business, there's competition. There are people that are trying to put you out of business every day. So you have to be in it because you want it, because you want to make a difference in people's lives. That Your why has to be strong or else you won't make it. You've mentioned why a couple of times, something I believe in. You know, one of my favorite books, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. What's your why? So... No crying, Rob. Don't <laughs> Damn you. So back in my days when I was dealing drugs, when I was taking drugs, when I was on 180 milligrams of methadone a day and shooting cocaine 15 times a day, I was negatively influencing myself. I was negatively influencing other people. And there are people that are not in this world anymore because of I believe that I that I had in their life and I can never change that I can't take that back but what I can do every day is try to make a difference a positive difference in other people's lives moving forward so like that's my why like that's why I have to I have to get better I have to help people that's why. I'm not gonna cry Rob but <laughs> I've, done enough, I've done enough for both of us but I will say you have positively impacted my life which has then impacted others a lot of what I've learned in the last year has been because of you you know you motivate me I learn from you I see what you do and you know that trickle down effect is amazing. So you are living your why and it's, it's apparent and it's working. And there's a lot of people that you don't even realize that have benefited from it. So thank you for that. And I appreciate you being on the show. I appreciate another opportunity to chat with you. Anything else you'd like to share with the listeners? Uh, you know, just whatever situation you're going through right now, whatever obstacle, you know, maybe in your life, 
Like look at that as the resistance, like you would a workout. When you make it through the other side of a tough workout, that's how you grow. That's how you get stronger. That's how you get better. And it's the same thing in your life. When you encounter, encounter obstacles, opposition situations you didn't count on, that is an opportunity for you to grow. That is an opportunity for you to get better pushing through life resistance. So always try to do your best to reframe it and think about it this way. This is just one more thing that's going to make me better once I get through to the other side of it. I love it. I love it. And you know why that's even more valuable? Because you hear a lot of BS out there. Everyone's a guru. Everyone's an expert this day and age on social media. Not many people are getting up at 4.30 a.m. and actually living it. So seek Rob out. He's got two profiles on Facebook. <laughs> you don't do a whole lot on Instagram, but what's, what's an email if people do want to reach out to you and learn about this online program? Rob at twicebittencrossfit.com. Rob at twicebittencrossfit.com. And you can, of course, seek out his website, twicebittencrossfit. Check out his box. If you happen to make your way to Oklahoma City, um, you can see Rob at, at breakfast every Tuesday morning with his crew. What's the name of that place again? Jimmy's Egg. Jimmy's Egg. Get the pancakes. Get the chocolate chip pancakes. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, I appreciate you. I appreciate our friendship. I appreciate everything I've learned from you. And um, it's always an honor and a, and a privilege to chat with you. I know Trammy was in the background, but tell her I said hi. And I see the Kim's Magic Pops right behind you in that cabinet there. <laughs> so if, you, if you've not already, go to Amazon, get the Kim's Magic Pops. I'm a big fan of the original. Make sure you get the big ones. I bought little ones on accident. Yeah, don't do that. Get the, the, I would say for your first experience, get the cheddar ones. Cheddar, yeah. Cheddar is legit. Cheddar is legit. You know. calories a piece. How many, you have like 20 a day. Is that true? I do. I have probably, I have actually, I have like, let me see. I have 32 of them a day. When are we going to get that sponsorship? Kim, if you're listening <laughs> to this podcast. Pops, hook me up. <laughs> hook up Rob with those. Thanks, Rob. I always appreciate it. Yeah, you bet, man. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, one more time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and send us any feedback you have to at Best Hour of Their Day on Instagram and Best Hour of Their Day at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. We appreciate you. Thanks again. Have a great rest of your day.